Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, the podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week we do an in-depth review of the Black Crow show we hit last week, gear and all. It's going to be hard to handle the end of the summer concert season. Also, Matt does a deep dive into his trip to Nashville and comes home with a new pedal. No, I'm not jealous again. Telling me this isn't going to be an epic show. This week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the two compensated nuts... Matt and Dave. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 31. We're in our 30s now, Dave. We are in our 30s. Does yep. that mean we got to settle down? We got to settle down, start having kids. Wait a minute. That's what started this whole podcast. That's what, <laughs> but that, what is, what's a podcast kid look like? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a, like a little podcast. Yeah, and where you talk about like really mature, like down to earth content. That's yeah, you right. You can't be wild. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But welcome to 30s. Ah, so, well, that sucks. So, yes. So, anyway, <laughs> thank yeah. you for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate all, all the listeners out there and all you, uh, all you new followers on Instagram. Yeah, we know you're liking our stuff. Um, so, keep hitting, keep hitting us up on uh, at Guitar Dads Pod on Insta. Um, we know you liked uh, Matt's reels, which we're we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves with with this pod. But we're going to be talking about what what Matt posted uh, last week. Nashville, so, exactly. Yeah, Nashville. Yeah, it's going to be exci- It's going to be a good pod. We got a good we show. Got a lot. We got a lot to get to, Dave. Let's get right into it. Let's get into Let's, it. We're going to skip right over our news news and notes segment because there ain't anything. There's nothing we, except well, we got all kinds of news for you, but not you know we got all kinds of news. Not, but not, not the our news normal. you guys are used to. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into the 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 Black Crow show last week because we promised everybody a review and let's not forget that yes. it was Dirty Honey opened the show the official band yeah. of, are they the official band of the Guitar Dads podcast I mean they, they could be the official band they kind <laughs> yeah, of are they could be the official band of the Guitar Dads podcast <laughs> or Joe Bonamassa well, well, they, the well they're the official band and Bonamassa is the official he's the no, no he, he's yeah. the patron saint of Guitar Dads he's, he's the patron saint. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sponsor brought to you by Dirty Honey, the, the official, official band, band of the Guitar Dads yeah. podcast. And Joe Bonamassa, the patron saint of guitar daddery. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even a dad, yeah. but like He's not even a dad. He's not even a dad, but he's like the perfect artist for the guitar dads to love of all ages. I, I think it, of all yeah, ages. I, if, if he, if he, if, although he probably is better off not having kids because he probably would love his gear more than more than his kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, this is this is all very true. So let's get into it. So we get to this show, and Dave, yeah, and Dave and I are like, there's not a lot of people here. I don't know what's going on, and let's go. I don't know what time Dirty Honey's going on. Let's go get a drink. That I said this. And then while we're in line, and I'm like, get, are we sure we're not going to miss? Yeah, the, when the, we're in line getting the drink, guess what? That guess what we hear? The opening song, which is the one song I was like jonesing to hear, which, Gypsy, which is on the the last podcast. If you guys listen to the last podcast, Dave specifically says he wants to hear Gypsy, and they open right. with Gypsy, which I they open with Gypsy. I wasn't expecting them to open with Gypsy. I thought they were going to open with California Dreaming. But yeah, I actually did too. Yeah, but they played that a little bit later, which was awesome. And you know, but overall, Dave, this show was it just as as we expected. It kind of blew us away. 
Oh, it was killer. I mean, just the lo- the tone, the tone that John Notto's getting out of his guitar, and it it is that. And we kept saying it all night. That was that's the tone. That's it. That the that Marshall Les Paul sound in a in a setting like that, just like dimed and just loud. And, that's and what obnoxious. it was. It's, that's it. That's it's that's a Les what the Paul. Sound is. I know he plays a Les Paul like reissue, like a '59 reissue. He plays it into a plexi. And it looks like he's playing vintage plexis. He could be he, he could be playing a reissue. I don't know. Um, uh, we need a rig rundown from him is what we need. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. What the heck is John Bollinger doing? I would sense that. I mean, I think they they because they're gaining so much popularity these days. I I would sense that one of those is coming. Yeah, we need we need but a rig knows? rundown. But anyway, yeah. So what he's doing? It's it's the straight up. I mean, it is less when you think about Les Paul tone. That's what this guy's doing. And to hear it feel like a you know like a like a uh, amphitheater like we were in, it was just unbelievable. Like it just washed over you. Oh, it was amazing. It was so it was good. Amazing. It was so good. Oh. Although we and we talked about this too, like they 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 really suffered like the opening band, you know, yeah. uh, curse, whatever you want to call, it, whatever you called it. Yeah, it you know, wasn't they, the mix wasn't like as crisp. Yeah, it wasn't as crisp. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like in your face. And and we had seen them, you know, a couple of years ago open for uh, Alter Bridge and yeah. at a club show, which is amazing and right in your face kind of sound. And I just like to say, but but you kind of expect that from an opener, but. You know, because of a band like this that we love so much, and they're and they're really up and coming. I think I was I was just it made me a little bit more disappointed. That's all. yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't kind of as crisp as you wanted it to be. Like like even though like John was like stepping on his pedals, you could tell he was hitting some kind of boost, whether it was a screamer or like a clon type of pedal. You know, he was stepping on those before he went into his solo, so the the volume went up a little bit, but it didn't like jump out at you. Like you expected it to in that kind of a setting. You could hear it and it was, you know, it, like I said, the tone was incredible and it was awesome, but it wasn't, oh, it, was- it wasn't like, you know, like when you go see, you know, Aerosmith or even like we talk about, we're going to talk about the Black Crows. Like it wasn't that in your face the way it was, but I think they do that kind of on purpose so that the headliner stands out a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's just, it's just That's how true the, of every, yeah, show it's just, every show you go to the opener is just not going to sound as good. And, um, you know, I think when they get to the point, which I think is going to be incredibly soon to do their own shows, I think they're probably going to start being able to go on tour with like house of blues type of rooms, and yep. um and once they start doing their own headlining shows, it's it's just gonna be awesome. It's it's gonna be so good. So oh yeah, they 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 are so. I mean they are, they are really hitting their stride right now. And I wouldn't doubt if like by the spring, you and I are hitting a show with the House of Blues or you know like those those kinds of size, those two and three thousand seat kind of theater kind of places. You know, I mean yeah, that's, oh totally, that's where they're yeah. headed. And we got to talk about I mean, the they, singer they, as well. We got to talk oh, about the him. singer is incredible. Mark, just one more what's point, his last though, in name? Terms of, Mark. Oh, Mark LaBelle. Mark yeah, LaBelle. He's, Go ahead he's and amazing. make your point though, Dave. Sorry. No, I'm just gonna say like these guys. These guys like have really hit their they 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 really hit their stride recently with this this new album. They're on this Crows tour. I mean, before they were opening for uh, you know a couple other bigger bands, but. You yep. know, nothing like this. And I just think this is, you know, they, they've, this was really like a, a sign of, of, of things to come. You know, it's really, it's really coming together for them pretty quick. It really is. I, I totally And it's agree. really cool because like we grew up, we grew up in a really interesting age with music, right? We, we, there were some bands that were kind of coming out. We were young enough to kind of get into music, yep. but there was still like the Zeppelins and like the early Aerosmith and stuff like that, that we, we both love. Yeah. But yeah. we never really we weren't around when that stuff was was right in your face. Yeah, it was, it's really yeah. cool to be kind of like watching 
like maybe the next rock, possibly the next rock royalty making their way up. Oh, it's totally. Really awesome to watch. Oh, it's totally true. You know, like yeah. bands like that and Rival Sons, which we're going to see Rival soon, Sons. I hope. Like bands yeah. like that, you're exactly October. right. We're, we're able to witness this stuff and it's just amazing. And just, you know, on that point, to watch this singer, Mark LaBelle, to watch him sing live is like a sight to behold. I mean, there's not a lot of bands where you go and the singer like holds out a note and the crowd goes wild. Like this happened multiple times during this set where he would just hold out a note and it was so good that everybody just went nuts. And this is, you know, uh, uh, again, this is, they're, they're the opening band. Right. And, and they really had this, 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 this audience captivated. It it was, it was, it was a sight to behold to see how they just dominated this place. I mean, and would we expect anything else from them? No, we wouldn't. Um, And I think you're right. They, you know, you get these, a lot of these openers, a lot of people don't show up for the opener. And yep. a lot of people probably didn't even know who they were. Although we did see a number of dirty honey shirts walking around. We um, saw enough people with the shirts and people were, yeah. s- some people were s- singing along, but e- either way, the place, everybody got to their seats when they were, do- were doing their set and people were having a great time. So right. yeah, it was, I mean, it was fantastic. You know, if, 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 if I was them playing that show, I would be very happy with the crowd that that they played to in Boston. So I think I think it was pretty cool. It was it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And they've made they've they've made they've made comments on on uh Instagram too about the crowds on this tour. So I think they've had a very successful tour. Yeah. And I think it wraps up this weekend, but oh, know, does at least they yeah. at least this run at least this run with the Crows. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um and I think the Crows is wrapping the Crows wrapping up their tour too. You know, I think I run, but, Oh, they are. Okay. I think I, I saw think, yeah, at least this leg of it, yeah. I think I saw that Dirty Honey is doing some he- some headlining shows like I forget like in Oklahoma or someplace like that. They're doing yeah, like think, a little no, run of right. shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately not up here, but they're going to get up here. It's going to happen. They're I can coming. feel it. I can feel it. Yep. So, coming. so what do you want to do? You want to talk about the crows? So then the crows come on. The who? The crows. The who? No, not oh, the, the black who. crows. No, oh, not them. the who. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost <laughs> forgot about them. You forgot. You forgot after the Dirty Honey set. You forgot that the, the crows were coming on because you were like, "Okay, I'm done. We can go home. I'm done. We can go home." Yeah, now. Yeah, no, yeah. the 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 black crows were. I mean, it's get now that I've had a week to kind of let it marinate and really think about what I saw. Yeah, and because they were do because they were celebrating their 30th anniversary of um, Shake Your Money Maker, their first album, which is an incredible album. Yeah. Um, I I think thinking back on it, I. That was one of the best rock shows I've seen. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a lot of reasons. And Dave, you remember we saw them at the Orpheum. Were you at that? You were at that show, right? I did not make it that show. Where that were was you? back in like, no, I don't remember, but that was back in the early 2000s, right? Yeah, early 2000s. Like in 04, I think. And this, 03, 04. yeah, and well, I'll tell you what, I saw them, this was a better show. You know, then like yeah, we're talking well, 20 years ago, basically. And so they still got it. I think the time off was good for them. And, you know, I'll tell you what, Rich Robinson, you know, still he, he plays great and he's having a great time. And Chris, like Chris Robinson, this guy is still one of the best singers in his, what is he? He's 50 something. Mid 50s. Yeah. yeah he's mid 50s. He still has the same sound. He sounds great. He still does, and he hit every single note. Yeah, he didn't hold back. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't holding back at all. It. He was doing. I mean, 
it was it kind of blew me away it was as good i expected to be like okay he's not really gonna have the voice he used to have but yeah, i mean he was amazing he was on fire i mean this really, this was amazing it was a great show just from that first from that first chord that that rich played when they opened with twice as hard oh. on that telly that was just oh my god and the sound when I mean, we, we alluded to this a little a few minutes ago but that just like and it was just cranked that place was just electric oh my god and just to hear that and i remember the two of us two of us just looked at each other and like oh, we're like here, we, here go. we go oh yeah here we go i mean seriously it like so just, what was he playing let's actually get into the gear that we saw yeah let's talk um, gear so he you're right his like riches tone just kind of hit you over the head it was so good and you know unlike what we just talked about dirty honey it was crisp and clear and incredible sounding so what incredible. was he playing he was paying out of like a um like a Fender Twin, I think, of some kind, right? Some kind of a Fender. Yeah, like an AC-30, too. Well, he was playing. Yeah, I was going to get there. But he was playing. He was basically at a stereo rig that he was playing a, like a Fender Twin, I think. And then he was playing out of two AC-30s. Yeah. Um, so really crisp, clean kind of amp. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like really yeah. chimey sound that he had. Chimey, yeah. And then I'm sure he's, you, you know, and so who knows how we, I, I'd love to see a rig rundown of this tour with the Black Crows. That'd be awesome. So who knows what he was doing with his pedals and how the amps were set. But, you know, for anything from like cleanish sounds to super dirty sounds, like obviously that dirty, you know, twice as hard um, sound, like that slide sound that he has going. I mean, it's just oh. incredible. The tones he's getting out of there. It's just, it's the so- tones he's getting. And I just, who doesn't love open G? I mean, just oh, like yeah. telly. It's just like such a cool, it's such a great sound. And for me, know? like it took me back to like, back in the nineties, like listening to that album and putting it on and just being like smacked in the face with, with that first track. Right. Like oh. it kind of took you back to, I mean, for me, it, it did. did. Yeah. Yeah. It totally did. Yeah, and you're like, wow, like this is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they played the entirety of shake your money maker. Then they did all kinds of other stuff, um, which was great. All kinds of other hits, all yeah, kinds of other everything. hits. You know, they did, um, what, what's their other big hit remedy. They did, they did that. Remedy, um, yeah, they hit hard to handle. They did, you know, and then um, and then another highlight of the night was Peter Peter Wolf came up. You guys know Peter Wolf from from Jay Giles band. Yeah, he. I didn't recognize the songs they did. I don't. They weren't like popular Jay Giles. They didn't do like you know, Angel is a centerfold or anything like that. Which I no, thought no. would have been. Re- <laughs> I thought would have been really cool if they did that or if they did like you know like must have got lost or something. But they didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would have it definitely would have been cool like having you know being in Boston. I just I thought it was funny that that Chris Robinson was like you know hometown hero. Like I guess Peter Wolf is a hometown hero. Oh, he but, totally is. Yeah, yeah, but he is. But it's not like I don't know if. Uh, you know, like a like a Steven Tyler. King yeah, it's definitely no Steven Tyler or Joe guys, Perry. You know? Yeah, that, that well, that's like, true. Yeah, yeah, Peter Wolf. Yeah, definitely cool Boston. Definitely like a, you know a great like you know uh, Boston artist, of course. But, they they did a couple uh, of songs that I didn't rec. Do you know which songs they? You probably recognize. I the don't songs. even know the songs. No, yeah, but it, but I'll tell you what, Peter Wolf is such a performer, and ha- having oh, him totally, up there yeah. with Chris Robinson, it was it was cool. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was very. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Um, so that was a kind of a highlight as well. Um, yeah. So what kind of guitars do we remember? What kind? What, what was Rich uh, playing? It's, he was it's, playing a bunch. Of, he played a number of Tellys. He had his three three five. He had a. It's more like, like what doesn't he? What doesn't he play? Is the real question. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a guitar show. I mean, this is why I think he didn't have a Les Paul, which was 
which um, is kind of expected. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, the, his the lead guy made made up for oh, that. Oh, Isaiah we, Mitchell. We'll get. We'll get. We're, to we're gonna him. get to him. We're gonna. Get we're to gonna him. get to him. Oh, um, we, we are gonna get to but him. But th- I think that's a really good point, Dave. I I know he played the Gibson. I know he had a couple of three three fives up there that he played. Um, bunch of Tellies, Esquires. Gretch, Gretch, couple Gretches, couple yeah. Gretches, yeah. So I mean, it was it was it was like watching a guitar show. It was it was <laughs> it really was. It was just so cool. Um, and, and speaking of guitar show and and gear show, and then you have this this lead guitarist that's been with them for the last couple of years, I think, since I think 2019. Isaiah Mitchell. Oh, talk about one killer player. I mean, this guy. And he this no guy, so, so let, let's talk about what he was playing. He he was playing a gold top with P nineties, right? Is that right, Dave? Which, which I, if you know, yeah. Which if you know P nineties, I mean these things and talk about in that in that environment. Wow. Yeah, a gold top with P nineties, and he was playing a stereo rig with an orange, looked like yep. a rocker verb one hundred or some big orange, and then magnetones. Which I don't know a lot about oh, magnetones. Right. Yeah, two magnetones, right? Yeah. yeah, two magnetones there. Which, which I know are. I actually don't know a lot about magnetones, but I'll tell you right now, this sound was. I mean, talk about Les Paul again. Amazing Les Paul tone, right? Like definitely more oh, amazing. Of, I mean, you know, de- definitely a different thing than we heard from Dirty Honey. But just like like the solos that you know, when he would go into a solo, you're, you're like, whoa! Like it just like smacked you again. You're like, whoa! Listen yeah, to that just, tone. Just, <laughs> and he just cut right through. I thought it was a, such a well mixed. This is what I was talking about. About was like so I really well had a week to kind of yeah. reflect on it. Talk about a well mixed show, and the sound yeah. was just great. You know, and nobody was drowning anybody out, and everybody. Yeah, I, I just thought that. I just thought as a, from a sound standpoint, the show was amazing. I mean, I'm for looking, another, for I'm a lot of other up reasons, this guy. Too. Um, oh, Isaiah Mitchell. Isaiah. Yeah, I think so. so he's he, been um, with them. Hold on, it's loading. loading. He's been with them since 2019, I think. Oh, really? And I think okay. he's been with a couple other un- bands that we don't really know. Oh, is that okay? You already did the research, okay? Yeah. Th- well, if I'm remembering correctly, which as if you're a uh, a frequent fan of the show, you know this is not always the case with me. So, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he's. Um, I, I don't know much more about him. Otherwise, other than the fact that he's one <laughs> hell of a guitar player so yeah yeah he I mean, he is he he was really good he did some he did everything right like all the solos you would expect him to play this is some great slide work as well that he did great slide work um and he was playing so he played through a number of les pauls he had a i think he had at some point he had a strat out there um i don't think did he bring out a telly at some point or an Esquire or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, he definitely played like an Esquire at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he was in this band called Earthless, which I've never heard Earthless, of. yes, that's the name. Yeah, I've never um, heard of either. Anyway, we're going to have to learn more about him because he he is somebody to watch. You know, he is he was really impressive. Um, yeah. He was really impressive. So anyway, but yeah, I agree with you. The sound overall was awesome. And what really blew me away was how great Chris Chris sounded. I mean, he just sounded yeah, so good. His, his vocals he were didn't, so He good. hasn't missed a beat. He hasn't. He has not skipped a beat. It, it, it's really, really amazing. And especially like, you know, we've we've talked so much in this podcast about so many bands and so many singers, especially as they get older. Yep. And we've talked about it with Mark LaBelle from Dirty Honey. Yeah. Like, is he going to be able to sustain this kind of this kind of singing? And not that Chris, like Chris, has never been that singer that's like no, no, you know, killed his voice yeah. night after night. Yeah. And, and that's not what his vocals kind of require with yeah. the songs, but. He, he's he was just he was hitting every note he wasn't he was you know running around stage like he usually does and yep. just like the crowd was into it you could tell they were having fun 
Yeah. I mean, maybe the maybe the hatch has been buried with the brothers and and hopefully they'll they'll continue on. Maybe I know. We'll hear some new music. Like we I think ta- they actually were putting out new they were putting together some new music during the pandemic. We talked about this that they are working on some stuff, so let's see what yeah. we hear. Hopefully it's better than what we heard from Guns N' Roses, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's not a hard. I've listened. To, I've to, listened yeah. to that absurd song a couple more times, and the guitar work is cool. But I, I as a song, it's, I just I can't get on with it. Um, Are you saying it's aptly named? Yeah, I think. Nah, nah, yeah, you're like like the it's it's you know. But again, like you know, just stick with Miles Kennedy slash. You don't need Axel to play new music. I'm sure a lot of guns. Need, yeah. I'm sure a lot of Guns and Roses fans are like, "What are you crazy?" But I don't know. Yeah, like, hey, you guys, if you guys have problems with what we're saying, we want to hear about yeah, it in the comments. Yeah, we're willing to I debate. mean, I don't know. I mean, if that's what you. if that's where this is headed, uh, let's just say I don't know. Uh, put it that way. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, and if it and if it isn't, and if it, if that's not where it's headed, and we end up hearing better music, then who made the decision to put this thing out as a single? Well, exactly. Well, this yeah, great point, Dave. Yeah. So I mean, I, don't <laughs> I mean, know. if we end up hearing like amazing music from them coming for, going forward, and what we were first fed was this absurd song, then then it's gonna somebody's be, getting fired. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But I hope you're right about that. But but I also hope that we hear some new stuff from the Crows. That would be a lot of fun, you know. So oh, a lot of fun. Let's and we're let's gonna have get to go there. see him again. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's get there. So actually, speaking so of then, a lot of fun, <laughs> in true yeah, in true rock in true rock and roll fashion. <laughs> You got back from this show. You probably we probably pulled into your driveway at what like one thirty? Yeah, like one a.m. Yeah, yeah. You went to bed. You got up early, and then you caught a flight to Nashville. Nashville. So this was a trip. This was literally just a trip that we we had planned a while back with some uh, friends of mine because. We told you guys how old we are. This is our 20th high school reunion. No, not high school, college reunion year. College, yeah. So I wish my, it was our so high school. So my college reunion. buddies, um, we decided, you know what? We're, we're just going to do, we're just going to do, we're going to do a trip. We haven't done an all guys trip. We, these are friends of mine that we do and you dads out there will mm-hmm. know, like we do a lot of stuff with our, with our, like with our wives and kids. Like we'll go on vacations with the wives and kids, and we'll have a great time. But we haven't done anything just to, just us guys for for I don't know how a long long time. So we said, you know what, let's do something. And we're like, let's go to Nashville. And I'm like, I am down to go to Nashville. And so of course, so that's what we did. We had a great time, and I spent most of the day. One of the days we were down there on Guitar Safari. <laughs> <laughs> Now let me ask you. Yeah. I know you went to a number of shops. Let me ask you something. Yeah. What what percentage in the in the in the in the, kind of like the in the Nashville proper area? How many? Sh- what percentage of shops did you actually hit? Because I'm sure there's like probably like you probably missed like 99 percent of the shops. No, no. Were. I I think I hit the big ones. I, I there's not. It's not like insane amount of shops. So I probably hit. I would say I hit a huh, good. Interesting. The ones that are in like the, the 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 in Nashville itself, I probably hit maybe thirty to forty percent of them, right? Yeah. Wow. Because when I was talking to every, and I actually talked to when I went to guitar stores, I would ask the other people what other stores I should hit, and there was I definitely missed. I would say I missed three or four that were like I really want to go back and, and hit, um, but I didn't miss a ton. So I think I hit the best ones. So. Um, so I think I, I'm kind of happy with in the short amount of time I had, I did it. My my my, and what's funny is my buddies who are not not um, 
guitar dads, even though their dads are not guitar dads, they um they came along with me to a couple of shops, which was fun, and even they got a kick out of, out of seeing some of these old guitars nice. and super expensive stuff and vintage stuff, and you know some stuff is antique. It's not even vintage; it's just antique at that point, it's right? Yeah, like yeah, the original the Gibson mandolins. Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was um, cool. That was actually played by Peter Buck on uh, "Losing My Religion," wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> <laughs> the 19 yeah so anyway so well i'll talk i'll talk to you about the stores a little bit and then i want to get into this now, wait a minute you said you had your dirty honey shirt on i had oh yeah yeah people, yeah i didn't people knew i didn't mention that so were, the day right? i went on guitar safari and visited all these stores i had the dirty honey shirt on a lot of people in the store actually recognized this a lot of people that worked there actually recognized the um the, the shirt and knew the band and were excited about it and I told them, I said, I just saw them. You got to go check them out. They're incredible. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. Um, and I get the, the guys in the Gibson garage said like, oh, they were they were in here when they were over in Nashville. And so like we actually got to talk to them and hang on. I'm like, were they cool? And they're like, yeah, they were awesome. And, you know, so um, so that so that was cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, basically what what's going on in Nashville aside from having Gibson headquartered there we can talk about the Gibson garage before I'll talk about yeah we definitely vintage, need to get to that the vintage guitar stores i went to were just this would blow your mind dave what they got in these stores like so one of them is Carter's vintage guitars and like I, I, so, some of you guys might be familiar with like, what is it norms um in LA in all the YouTube stuff, you know, like Mark Ignaza used to be at Norm's. This store is basically like a Norm's, but it's in Nashville. Like this Nor- Norm's rare, Norm's Norm, rare Norman's guitars. rare guitars in LA. And if you're familiar with the Guitar Dad's meme a meme party that's out there, Norm's uh, Norm's common guitars with a bunch of squires, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> AKA Guitar Center, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's it's a good point. But anyway, so so you know, you go to this store and you just like hanging on the wall is like all this vintage stuff. Like like I picked up um I didn't even re- realize it. I was just picking stuff up. I picked up cuz it was just on the wall easy to pick up. I picked and the guys are like, "Yeah, just pull down and play it if you want to plug it in, just let me know." And I pulled down it was like a 67 Three three five, and it was like ten grand. Oh wow! <laughs> and I can't believe they just had these things hanging on the wall yeah, for yeah. anybody to to just just grab. To and just grab, it. and it was so. And I played it for a couple of minutes just acoustically, and it just sounded so good. And I was like, I was like, and Guitar st- Center has like their thousand dollar, like you know, yeah. their, their cheapo guitars like hanging up on the third row. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm yeah. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, I'm starting to understand why people are so into vintage guitars, right? Um, it was really cool. So a lot of stuff like that. Um, they did have some Les Pauls back there. They didn't have, they didn't. I, I didn't see any like super old Les Pauls on on the display. I know that they on their website they have a fifty nine up there that's listed for like I think it's listed for like two hundred ninety thousand or something crazy like that. I didn't wow. see that on display. They must have that like in a back room somewhere. Um, yeah, that's just, but I saw that's some other like hanging re- on the wall. They had a bunch of Les Paul, like used Les Paul, like um, like custom shops and reissues and stuff like that that were on the wall. And I picked up a couple of those. I've played those before. Like I played those in Chicago, and they're just so good. They're so great. Um, but then all kinds of other, like they also deal in new guitars. So they deal in new new Gibsons, and I don't think they're a new Fender dealer. But anyway, like all kinds of used um, uh, Fender custom shop stuff and regular Fender stuff. Oh, the other cool guitar that I picked up at Carter's was a um, uh, 
the 60s. I forget which 60s year it was, 62, 63, an SG Special. And it was a signature model of an artist I've never heard of, a guitar player I've never heard of from the 60s. And it had like a Vibrolo on it on the SG Special Ah. with a single P90. How much was this thing? That was like six grand, something like that. So like pr- pretty, your, that was pretty, pretty accessible. I mean, like think about it, like pretty accessible. It was white. It was white. It was just totally. Oh, see, I love, I it, love the look of the white. Yeah, SG. it was, it was totally cool, Dave. Like it was a, and I played it for a couple minutes again acoustically. It was totally cool. Um, so, so they had a bunch of stuff like that in there that was. Just really cool stuff to do. And then they had this like acoustic room with mandolins, and they had original 1923 Gibson mandolins for a hundred. Yeah, what was with all the mandolins you were posting? Well, you about? know, Gibson. I, I, and you texted me a number of times. You, well, yeah, do you know, know they, that they, Gibson they, they, started, like, Orville Gibson started as a mandolin company a mandolin company. yeah and yeah these are freaking original ones made by orville gibson that they were selling now were they were they were like were they in cases yeah or they were in glass they, cases yeah yeah, 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 yeah. all displayed in case yeah yeah they were, they were like like a museum but they were for sale yeah. 120,000 130,000 for a mandolin and i was like what am i gonna do with that play losing my religion what's going on over here <laughs> either that or going to california or going to california see i would have gone there yeah or Maggie May by incredible. Rod Stewart. That's kind of you what? Or Maggie May by Rod Stewart. Oh, we got to talk Rod Stewart on this podcast one day. <laughs> Maggie May is a great song and a good use of a mandolin. But anyway, it's an excellent song and a very good use of a mandolin. <laughs> so some totally cool guitars like that that were there. Actually, there was another one I wanted to shout out that we I've never heard of. It, they were t- Dave. You, you should actually look look into these guitars. I picked up a guitar. It was called Ithaca Guitar Works or something like that. Something about Ithaca. I think it was called Ithaca Guitar Works. And there were t- there were tellies. I think maybe strats as well. Like basically telly and strat copies. Um, and these things played great. They were American made. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Dave is showing me something on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about the relish guitars? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, keep going yeah, yeah. with your story. But but these things are like Ithaca Ithaca uh, Ithaca Guitar Works or something. And these things like were American made. You know, like Tele style and Strat style guitars for like a thousand bucks, like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred bucks, and they played great. So if you're looking for something like these things were cool. And kind of cool, kind of colors. Um, so anyway, so stuff like that I came across, but nothing really tickled your fancy to take home, huh? Yeah, like while well, well, I played, I posted a video. They had a used um, Sur Classic S, like an antiqued one, like a relic one. I posted that on Instagram. You can see me playing that. It was an HSS kind of strat. Yep. It. I I hadn't spent a lot of time with Sirs. I played them for a couple of minutes at um, at, at in Chicago. Um, but I I. I I didn't think I plugged one in. The guy's like, "Yeah, you want to plug it in?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And so I plugged it into a two rock, Dave. And oh. um, you know, I felt like John Mayer. So um, <laughs> so if you can go and you can hear, you can hear that. Did on you have Instagram. headphones on too? No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't have <laughs> headphones on like John Mayer. No, no. You need to feel one. But with that, the ramp, but you know? but the Sur played great. I mean, that was like thirty five hundred bucks. It, it I didn't love it enough to pull a trigger on thirty five hundred bucks, but it was still a great guitar. So that so that this is just one store. We're not going 
going to spend this much time on every store. But uh, the other cool store is Groons. So Groons is actually a guitar store that sells Gibsons and Fenders and stuff. And they're main. I I wouldn't say it's mainly an acoustic store, but it's probably like sixty percent an, an acoustic store. Um, they have Martins and they have uh, Gibson acoustics. Sounds like a guitar. And, it kind of sounds like Taylors. a strip club for guitar players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really cool. And, and Groon, and the, this guy Groon, I forget what his first name is. He actually makes guitars as well. So there's some... Oh, some, Grooms. G-R-O-O-N. No, no, no. Groon's that, like no, G-R... Groove? No, G-R-U-H-N, I think is how you spell it. Groon's. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. So he can, actually can, makes can, guitars as well. Saying. And there's some of his guitars hanging on the wall, which ah. look absolutely incredible. Like semi-hollow body... Um, electrics that just looked amazing but they too had some really cool vintage stuff in there i saw a 60 what did i send you dave 62 uh, firebird i think that yeah yeah, 62 firebird i mean i didn't pick that thing up because that was 10 grand and i saw the price before i picked it up so i was like "Ah, i'm not gonna pick that up and um (laughs) and it was just so it was so but when else are you gonna get to play these things right Uh i mean you know, I would have just. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was really great. It was it was they had so many so many cool stuff like so much cool stuff at that. And I did I posted a thing on Instagram. They had some kind of cool boutiquey stuff at that store as well. One of them was what was that name of that guitar company? It was Relish Guitars, which I Rel- think is are out that of deta- Sweden. Is that the detachable? Yeah, the one I posted on Instagram. That that's the one you posted. Yeah, yeah, I posted that on Instagram. It has a detachable back, so you can kind of get at the electronics, like a magnetic attachable detachable back. Those are really That's cool looking crazy. guitars. So check that out. It's, um, that is it's relish crazy. guitars. I know they were so cool, man. So th- so those were great. Um, How much did that thing go? I think for? those the are like I think those are like four grand or something like that because those are handmade wow. in Sweden. I think the guy told me. Ah, um, so check out that guitar company. It was relish guitars. They're incredibly cool guitars. Um, um, just a lot of fun stuff. So, so, so the one you picked up, you didn't take home. You, you obviously didn't think it cut the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> didn't cut the relish. <laughs> but no, some really, just some really cool stuff at that place. And then, so then I went to a couple other. So, so the other, so probably the coolest store that I went to for vintage stuff is Rumble Seat Music. Okay, and this is a, basically a tiny store. Okay, like, like you know, like, you know, not like a big store at all, just a regular guitar store that you would go into, like, if you had it in your town. But this place is chock full of crazy vintage stuff. They have a case towards the back of the store and has an original 59 Burst in it, Les Paul, has original um, 335 in there as well, right? Very nice. I mean, unbelievable the stuff that they have in there, and and then they had like a couple of like, like custom shop things that were like like copies of those exact guitars, and those were probably insane amount of money as well. The, 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 those are like in the tens of thousands as well. Then they had then you go into another smaller room, and they had all these vintage Strats and Tellys and um, Esquires, like a sixty two sixty two Esquire. Um, like a 65 um, uh, Strat, um, like all these kind of amazing guitars. And those were in the, I want to say those were priced in the 30 to 40K range around there. I think that, actually, no, I take it back. The Esquire was only like 12 grand or something like that, which I thought was a deal for like a 62 Esquire. Um, 
So anyway, just like you just go into these stores and you're like, this is unbelievable. Like this is crazy. Yeah, it's like nothing like we have up here in Boston. I mean, the yeah. best we have, yeah, 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 yeah. the best we have isn't even in our own state. I think we need to go up to. Uh, there's a place in New Hampshire, in Manchester, New Hampshire, called. Uh, oh, what's it called? Now I'm losing the name. Manchester Music Mill. Yeah, but that. Manchester well, Music that's Mill. cool yeah. if you want to see custom shop stuff, but they don't have vintage stuff they don't like have you have in like Nashville. This. Like this e- is even the thing. In- I mean, this is. Even in Chicago, who has some amazing guitar stores, they don't have the vintage stuff like they have in Nashville. Like Nashville is the best I've seen. I'm sure. And you go to Norm's; he's got it in L.A. So I think outside of L.A., like Nashville, or it could just be Nashville, is the place to be if you want to get vintage guitars. You know. So oh, and I was in Groon's Guitars, and I was talking to the guy there, and um. And he was like, oh, you know, you know, Joe Bonamassa came in the other day. I'm like, oh, what did he buy? Tell me all about it. And he goes, oh, one he of was, everything. And he goes, oh, he was just making a payment on something. And and I, making a payment. Yeah, yeah. He's making a payment on something. I was like, oh, interesting. And then. Um, yeah, that is interesting. What, what is he making a payment on is what I want to know. And when I went to Rumble Seat, I was joking with the guys in there. I was like, how come Joe Bonamassa didn't buy that 59? <laughs> And they, yeah, exactly. And they were like, and they were like, oh, I don't know. He's got enough of them. So they said something. They didn't seem like thrilled with Joe. I don't know. Um, but you know, it was it was really cool. And everybody. Well, I got to imagine he's yeah. probably like that kind of like annoying guitar seeker. Yeah, kind yeah, of guy, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's asking questions that they probably don't even know the answer to. Well, I think he's on everybody's like speed dial. Like when they get something cool and they call Joe because he's probably going to buy it. He's probably going to buy it. You know, like that's kind of how it operates. I was talking to some of the guys about that and they were like, oh yeah, like we have our list of customers. We know who who to contact. And, you know, we have our list of uh, artists that we know who to contact that are, we, they're looking for specific stuff and we'll call them because we know they're just going to buy it when they come in. Um, So like, that's what's really, it's such a cool scene down there in the guitar stores, right? Like, yeah. Let me ask you about the next scene though, the music scene. Like, I mean, I got to imagine like the, and we've been the lot, you were, you and I have been in Nashville, but a long time ago together and the music scene down there at that point was killer i can only imagine what it is now yeah so are are the is it pretty much just like every club yeah something's going on at all times and there's pretty much a killer guitar player in every single one of these places 24 it's that's exactly right and it's essentially a sensory overload you walk down broadway and so let's say like dave and i were there about um, what was 18 years ago and they and we were there like on a weeknight and literally there was not much going on at all Right, Dave. There was like I think we yeah, ended up. If I remember, I walked by the place we w- we went to to Dave. There was like an open mic night going on, but like, and then there was like, and you know, I think like Tootsie's, and there's another one that's one of the original ones on Broadway was open that night. Um, but for whatever reason, we didn't end up in there. We ended up at like this open mic anyway. Well, maybe we did go to the, one of those bars, Dave. I don't even remember. It was so long we ago. Went so, I think we went to one of those bars, but not yeah, for very we, long. We went to one of the, I think even at that time, it was only a couple. It was The only one that stands out to me is Tootsie's because that's from the original one. Um, that might have been it, Dave, yeah. actually. But now, so so now it's essentially, it's, it's like, like the bar scene is essentially, it's like you're going to Mardi Gras, but like every single night of the week, and it's just complete insanity. And it's like a two block kind of stretch, maybe three blocks of just back to back bars, like next door to each other. And you walk down the street and this is like any time of day, like you can be walking at like noon, right? 11 a.m. on a on a on a weekday and almost every single bar has got a band just blaring. And what they do wow. is they open, you know, it's all like open. The bars have like the open windows, you know. 
And where the band is, they have the windows open like in back of the band so that the, the music spills out onto the street. So when you're walking down Broadway, it's literally like this cacophony of bands that you just hear. And it's kind of cool because as you walk down, like one band fades away and the next band, like literally next door, you hear loud and this clear is amazing. as this you is walk amazing by it. it. It's unbelievable, Dave. And, and every big country artist seemingly has a huge bar that they own that's named after them. Like like the biggest bars there are the Jason Aldean bar, that's like three levels. The Kid Rock bar, that's three levels. Um, Blake Shelton's bar is a couple levels, which is insane. Um, who else? Um, what are the other big bars over there? Oh, F- Florida Georgia Line has a bar. So all like this kind of bro country stuff. Like, oh, Luke, Luke Bryant's uh, place is insane. <laughs> it's like three floors and and wow. these bands have and, and these bars have now do they have a different floors. band on each floor yeah a different band on each floor yeah wow so most places that are big clubs had at least two to three bands playing at the same time at any given time that's incredible now i'm sure i'm sure like the i'm sure the a lot of these guys were like doing a lot of covers how was the original music so so this is what's interesting to me about the Nashville scene. So you would think like, you know, when you go out to like, you know, we, we know like in Boston and in other cities, there's cover bands, the cover bands have a name and, you know, and they've been doing their shtick for a while and they have their set list. In Nashville, what because it's like country music and there's a lot of people like that are trying to make it as, as country artists, there's no bands it's mostly people that are like solo artists that have backing bands along with them, and some oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. sometimes you know they'll mainly do um, they mainly do covers, but sometimes you'll see like one of those solo artists throw in one of their kind of original songs. Like we saw like Blake Shelton's bar called Old Red um, has a big um, stage, a really cool bar with like most of the bar like. When you walk in, it's a massive bar, and like half of it is a stage, and there's a balcony, and um, you know, people. It's really like meant for like a show. Is the is this the total you know center of attention? Um, and they had a guy playing there that was like a, like a solo artist, and he did a bunch of covers. His guy was one of the few guys I saw that was not playing a Telly Dave. He was playing an SG. Um, Ooh, interesting! A really nice SG. And um, oh, so it was just like it was just like a a, a, a sea of telly. Oh yeah, every yeah. every bar you went to, the band was the the lead guitar player was playing a telly. Like just that's just, that's funny. Just the way it was. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way it was. Because I thought the music she, the music scene down there was kind of shifting a little bit in terms of like you know types of in terms of genres that are being offered. Well, they're not. Live. The bands aren't all playing country, so there's that. But they're still, right. but they, but they will play country. But they're still playing telly. They're still That's... playing, t- like no, they all play, they all play country, but they all play everything. Like you know, I saw somebody play "Sweet Child of Mine" and play the solo on a telly. Right, like that's funny, you know, like that's what they do there. Um, so, so what's interesting about the scene though is that you get all these people that are essentially the singers who are the solo artists, and they're the ones that are trying to make it. And you know, I talked to a couple of them. I talked to one um, singer, a woman. Um, whose name was oh geez, what was her name? I followed her on Instagram. She's great, Jillian Eliza. Go go, Miranda Lambert. Go go uh, check her out. Her name is Jillian Eliza. We saw her at the Big and Rich Bar, whatever that was called. Um, the Big and Rich the John B- John the, Rich's the, Bar, whatever that was. The, the BC Rich Bar. No, what? no, John Rich from Big and Rich. Anyway, anyway, yeah, no, I know who you are. Yeah. She was great, but I got to talking to her 
um because we hung out kind of late one night and and you know it got kind of thin Ooh, and she it was sounds like it's this sounds like this sounds like it's going to be a part of the podcast for our patreon it, <laughs> we don't have yet. it got kind of thin and she was taking a break so i figured it was okay to talk to her because she wasn't hustling everybody for tips um and that's the other thing the bands do is they just hustle you for tips because there is what's awesome is there aren't any cover charges anywhere so you like remember oh, in, you really? go to bourbon you go to bourbon street there's this cover charges at every bar right um, because there's bands and stuff. And here, you just walk in, but the bands expect you to tip them. If you're going to hang out and have a good time, they expect you to, to throw a little something in their in their, in their their um, their buckets, right? So anyway, so so I was talking to her, and I was like, you know, how do you, is this the band you always play with? Does it switch? And she's basically proceeded to tell me, no, it switches all the time. <laughs> she's like, I do have wow. regular guys I play with, but not every week, not every time. She goes the drum uh-huh. the drummer I'm playing with tonight. This is the first time I've ever played with them, right? So, so there's a lot of bands that are kind of cobbled, cobbled like unrehearsed? together. Oh, completely unrehearsed, right? Wow. So that that takes that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. That so takes the, balls, the level right? of I mean, musicianship that they're all in, they're taking requests, and they all have their like either an iPad or a phone attached to their mic stand, and you can see them scrolling through it and getting lyrics and getting chords and and figuring stuff out. So I I, I would actually say like wow. that's I would actually say that's the that's both a plus and a minus because one it's amazing that you can yell out a song and and pay them. I, most of them would take a twenty and they would do the song you wanted them to do. And but was amazing is like. They could play it and it would sound incredibly good, but sometimes you knew like they didn't really know the song incredibly well, and it's like you could kind of tell like still like overall it was great and better than you're gonna see in most in most places. But because of that kind of a format, because these are bands that haven't necessarily played together all the time, you could tell like it wasn't as tight as it could have been at times, you know. But, but like still, the fact that they're able to do that, oh yeah, they never oh, played yeah. with one another, oh yeah, 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 and and to you know that 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 really. That really speaks to the the level of skill and talent. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That exists down there. I mean, this is probably. Would you say Nashville is probably, from a music perspective, is probably like a place like no other? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. And and the other thing is, I got to talking to to a guitar player as well, and I was asking him. I was like, you know, how do you get ho- hooked up with these bands? And he said he he told me. He said, you know, there's a couple of things that go on. He said. He said, most of the time there's every all kinds of groups on Facebook and we and we get in touch with each other and it's like, oh, I'm gonna play here. Can, can you come and do this gig with me? And we'll just get together that way and just and we just roll. Um he goes, or there's some actual bars and venues that will just like take in people and then randomly match them up. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that That's crazy? crazy? They're like, That's oh, you like you're playing on Friday night or you're playing like Saturday afternoon and you're just getting these guys. This is who you're playing with. Like have And talk about have really needing to know what the heck you're doing. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But it's right? funny I though. Mean, to be Yeah, it is funny though, Dave, because you're there for a few nights that we were there. It's the same songs. It's probably a hundred songs, if we're honest. Right, they're yeah. all playing the same Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. But. It's not like this is going that deep. But it is cool. Depending on what bar do you... If you really want to hear the old school country, you can find those bars where people are playing the old... This is a guy with like a lap steel, you know, and they're doing the... Oh, nice. And they're doing the Hank Williams and they're doing the cash and yep. they're doing all the stuff like... But but a lot of it is basically just like people throwing up requests, Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses. Oh, then do some Jason Aldean. Oh, then do some... Um, some um you know johnny cash like it's just you don't know what you're gonna hear it's unbelievable and as a, as a player that's got to be stressful but fun at the same time oh, especially yeah. if you're somebody who really knows your way around the guitar i mean that's 
To be able to stand up and do that has to be just an absolute blast. So let's talk a little. I know we're coming up on time, but let's talk a little more. We're coming up on the end of the show. Let's yeah. talk a little more about what 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 kind of gear I saw down there with the guys that were playing these bars. A lot yes, of it. And then we got to get, and then we really quickly needed to get to uh, what you brought home. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We actually might, s- s- we actually might save that. We'll for skip another, that till next. We'll time? save that yeah, for another we'll podcast that. when we'll I have some that. more time with the pedal. Um, I'll post some stuff on Instagram to tease it, and then we'll talk about it next week. But I'll give you this. So, so talk a little bit about the gear that I saw that these guys, and you know, these guys are playing minimum f- like five days a week. I would guess maybe some of them are playing six, um, and so. So most of the most of the time they were playing like house house amps. So there was like a Fender, like they might like the house might have like a Fender, um, like deluxe reverb, or they might have a couple of guys. I saw a lot of Princetons that look like the the guitarist actually brought them. So like you you went into the harder core country bars, you saw some Princetons, or even like a Blues Junior. I saw a Blues Junior. So you saw those Fender amps. I saw some guys at modeling amps. I saw some katanas. Actually, we'll put it this way. The guy that I thought was one of the best guitar players I saw in Nashville in a cover band was playing through a house katana. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, well, so and you knew it was a house katana. Why? Because I talked to him and I said, what were you playing? Oh, "Oh, this is just the bars katana. But his board was incredible and his board was like a Strymon board. So and I could tell because oh so that thing that, that so that board paired up and I could quite tell well be, yeah I could tell because his reverbs and delays were like dead on he he was he was a young kid too he was probably like twenty one years old I mean he was he was so good I think his name was wow. Preston I forget his last name Pre- that Preston. is even more impressive to me than anything else oh, to yeah. come in to have to 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 come into a place and play to not only have to know your stuff but then to to play through an amp that you don't even know. And, and to, to try to figure out how to get the tones you want to get. And that's that's really cool. I mean, the, the, these players, Dave, like all of them were just, there, there wasn't a bad guitar player. Obviously, there's not going to be, but there was one band that we saw that like people were asking to play like Bon Jovi. And it was like a guy with a big beard that had like a deep country voice. And he was like, We're a country band, y'all. We can't play that stuff. <laughs> so, anyway, but his name is Billy Gibbons. Yeah, it was Billy Gibbons. I was it was a younger guy, but he had a big beard and you know, he had that deep, you know, country voice, you know. Uh he was great. I That's forget great, his name. Man. He he was awesome. I mean, just, you know, so many great performers as you can imagine. I mean, the bar oh, scene, I'm sure the, the, bar place, scene the place is just, is just like flooded with that, it's right? It's off the hook. But if you're going to go, you just got to get used to every couple of minutes you're going to hear girls going, "Woo!" Uh, it's literally you hear. It. A- they call them the and, and what they call them in Nashville is the Woo Girls. The Woo Girls, yeah, that's the Nashville. Sound, and there's right? all these, there's all these, like there's all these converted school buses that have the tops chopped off of them that have turned oh, that really? are turned, yeah, yeah, that are turned into party buses. And there's just oh, girls yeah, and girls awesome. like like bachelorette parties rent them out and they just drive up and down the street and the girls are dancing and going woo. It's 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 completely out of control. How many of those did you get on? Okay, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk I'll later. tell you what, though. It's quite Off a air. show when you see the yeah. girls dancing. <laughs> You're walking down the street. You see these bunch of girls going berserk in a, in a, in a converted school bus <laughs> yelling and hollering. But anyway, it was wow. – it was. I mean, it's just – the whole scene down there is – I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I'd go as far as to say is if I knew that scene existed when I was in my 20s tr- – you know, trying to do the the thing with music, like I, I would be. Tempted. I think you would have moved there. I, I would have yeah. been tempted to go down there, and because you can literally play any time, so there's like a gig for everybody, right? And I'm sure if you suck, you're going to get weeded out, kind of, kind of, kind of quickly. But like, it can't be that hard to break into that because it's like you know, wow. there's so many opportunities yeah, I, for I mean, gigs. Seriously, you know. Um, and not not well, everybody it, is amazing. Not everybody was like the greatest guy you've ever saw, but most were. The level of talent there, it, you know, is just unbelievable. I mean, I, we went we went into like a hotel because we were like walking down the street, and and my friend was like, "This looks cool. I, I hear a guy playing. Let's go. Let's go in there and get a drink." And the guy was playing solo acoustic in like this hotel like lobby, and he was absolutely incredible. Wow! In a in a in a hotel lobby, in like a hotel, there was like three people in there, and this guy was in like, in like a, it's pretty incredible. At like eleven o'clock a.m. on in a in a Motel Six in somewhere in Nashville, that's incredible. Yeah, like the guy, like the the joke is like the guy that takes your order at Taco Bell is a better guitar player than you are. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Anyway, we probably should wrap certainly up. a better guitar player than me. <laughs> But we should well, wrap awesome, up. But yeah, it we sounds, can talk some more about this. But it was it, it was off. Sounds, the yeah, we definitely need to get into this more. Yeah, it sounds like you had like an incredible time down there. Oh man, oh man, it was, and you were able to even come back with some gear, which we'll have to get into in the next. Yeah, podcast. so actually, let's talk about it quickly. Just a shout out. So so um, East Side Music Supply is the store I went to, which has guitars and stuff, and it's kind of out of the way because you have to go way to the East Side of Nashville. So I took an Uber there, and they have a million pedals, and they're really incredible. And I did end up with the pedal there, and we'll talk about it ne- next week. And um, you, we can a little teaser for you guys there. So, and it's a very cool pedal for those of you who understand pedals. It's a very cool pedal. It's a very cool pedal that's not easy to come by. So exactly, but it's not a Klon Centaur. It's not a Klon. No, it's not a Klon yeah. at all. <laughs> Anyway, what else we got? It's more, Dave? It may, it, it may, it may be more in the. Uh, it, it possibly might be more kind of closer, closer into like the rodent family, but maybe not. Yeah, closer to the rodent family. It might be something from you know earlier in our lives in terms of the year that it, it's that's on it. Anyway, that's enough teasing. That's, right. that's <laughs> enough teasing. You'll probably get it from that. Stay tuned for that. And if you don't get it. Stay tuned for the next guitar pods. Jeez, wow, what a that's been can a you long talk today? podcast. <laughs> yeah, can we talk today? It's been. <laughs> stay tuned for the next guitar dads podcast. Well, I think that was it for this week, right? Do we have anything else to hit? My voice is gone now, so I think that's it. We'll hit you next time. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, so, well, that was this week's guitar dads podcast. We'll see you next week. Catch you guys on the flip.